Welcome to another episode of Not So Sugarcoated. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Bert. <laughs> I feel like we haven't done this in a while. Like we just haven't. The, just the two of us. Yeah, we just haven't. the two of us. Um, but I feel like we needed to, ha- we want to have guest speakers because I think it normalizes what we're feeling and what we're saying. Yeah, and I also think that it proves that it's not a struggle that you're only going through alone. Like you're not the only person thinking these thoughts or dealing with these things. Like it's more common than people want to admit. Yeah. And so I just think that's really important. I think like the guest speakers bring a fresh, different perspective and also makes them, you know, normalizes things. Yeah. And I also think that it proves that when you go to church or not even just church, but just life in general. When you ask somebody how they're doing, they say, I'm good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that that's always true. But also at the same time, if I were to tell you how I'm really feeling, I'm probably going to scare you off. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen somebody in a long time and you're just passing them by and they say, how are you doing? Obviously, you're not going to be like <laughs> going through a tough time. Like, you're not going to do that. So, yeah, you would be a weirdo if you did that. But... Sometimes even, like, it's hard to share things with close friends. So, today, we are talking about... Dumb, dumb, (laughs) dumb. A very taboo thing. (laughs) Da-da-dum. And I might get riled up. (laughs) Da-da-dum. Stop. I might get a little bit riled up for in for these topics, so I apologize if a little bit hood comes out <laughs> in advance, <laughs> because I'm very passionate about this. What is the topic? And I'm also like scared to talk about it too, because it's like I I don't know, it's just a really awkward topic. Which is porn. Ooh. <laughs> um, God, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so, oh my gosh, I don't, okay, so the reason why I'm I'm very passionate about it, it's because I really hate how the church portrays this topic. It really, like, pisses me off any way you look at it, and we've talked about this before, like, not recording, how the church... First of all, they don't even really mention it that much. No. And when somebody talks about it, it's like, yeah, I used to be addicted to porn. And then now, like, I have a great life. And that is, like, the biggest BS and biggest lie ever told at church to say that you were addicted to porn and then, like, you don't have any issues with it. Yeah. It, like, I it pisses me off. It really does. Yeah. I don't care what you say, that God has freed you from it. Yes, 100% God freed you from it. And 100% God, like, is helping you. But to say that you've never been tempted after you admitted that you were, like, addicted to porn is BS to me. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe in some extreme cases or some rare cases but i would say for the average person um who says they're free from it um 
not that I don't believe them, but I don't, I, I would say that I think they still struggle to avoid it. Yeah. And let's normalize that. Let's normalize like, Hey, I'm addicted to porn and I need God's help on a daily basis to not fall into it versus I am free for porn and I'm never tempted. Yeah. I mean, even the Bible talks about needing to renew your mind daily. So it's not like, yup. It doesn't say anything like you're going to never struggle or have issues like, you know. Say that again about you need to renew your mind daily. <laughs> it says that you need to renew your mind daily. Like that's like a verse. That's it's, like a, get, I'm getting my preacher mode on right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my little rambling. I'm probably going to keep rambling on about this and get like super pissed because it needs to be normalized. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, so we're going to have, I think, two more episodes about this topic. Yes, yes. So we're going to have three episodes about this topic. The first one is going to be the two of us talking about it and how it has affected us and our lives and mm-hmm. our marriage. And then we're going to have a girls episode only. So I won't be on that one. And then we're going to have a guys only episode and Jasmine won't be on that one. Yes. So, yep, yep. So we can, so we can make everybody comfortable because I totally understand. I want men to be like, be real about it and not make, and think they can't say certain things because the woman's around. And I want women to be comfortable saying about certain things and not feel intimidated or feel weird because a guy's there. And that's why we decided to split it that way. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but going to therapy, it it turns out that the same percentage of women struggle with porn that men do. So like, I think it's like 75% of men or something like that. I thought it was 80, but 75 is still high. 75 or 80%. I don't know what it is, but whatever the number is, it's almost, It's it's almost identical for women. And that's not, that's not discussed like at all. Yeah. And let's talk about that. How like a men's conference, they talk about like, not having lustful eyes, but in women's conference, it's all about like Esther and we don't talk about having lustful eyes and being like being pure. And I'm not talking about pure, like saving your virginity or whatever, which 100% like, yes, I am a hundred percent advocate about, about abstinence and saving yourself for marriage. I 100%, I'm 100%. I'm not disregarding that, but we concentrate that so much that we don't talk about being pure, like being pure in your mind and like protecting your eyes ever at a woman's conference or a women's anything. We don't talk about porn. We don't talk about masturbation or anything like that for women. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they don't even really talk about that for men either. I mean, they, I say, don't know. they say don't watch porn. They don't <laughs> talk about what not to also do Yeah, outside of that because guys can masturbate without looking at actual porn like i did not know that (laughs) i mean i don't know why you couldn't i don't know i guess i don't know i i guess we can dive into that in a minute (laughs) (laughs) no okay so do you want to start with your story you want me to start with mine like what do you want to do i can start with mine that's fine so i would say that i was maybe 10 to 12, somewhere in that range, somewhere in the middle school range when I first... 10 is like elementary. Yeah, that's like (laughs) fourth or fifth grade. I don't know. 
I don't know, maybe sixth grade. So what is that? 11, 12, yeah, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. So somewhere in there. And all it started out was curiosity because I knew what I had, but I didn't know what a girl had. Like, So I d- you knew you had a penis. I knew I had a penis and I had, I knew what my nipples looked like, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know why a girl had to have hers covered like at the beach or in public. Like I didn't understand like what was so special about that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was kind of like more of a curiosity thing of me like Googling it. More like Yahoo? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but, um, but search engine. <laughs> yes. Searching for it uh-huh. um, led me to, I don't even know what it was, but, I was like, huh, so that's what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then I <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say this. But Just say it. So I didn't understand how sex worked. So like well, thinking about like where the penis is uh-huh. on the body. Yeah. It's not like, it's like not like at the base. It's like up. A little, not that there's like skin or anything, but like, and so I didn't understand if a woman's vagina was in the same spot Uh and a penis goes up when it gets hard, like, how is it going to go in there? Like, it doesn't bend that way. Which honestly, if you've never had sex, it's a valid thing to think. So I didn't understand how that worked. Yeah. Like, how did two people like have sex when... Because we, it, it was around the time that we had had adolescent awareness night at my school. And let's backtrack a little. You went to a Christian school. Yes, I went to a Christian school. Um, so it was a little bit different than public school talking yeah. about sex. Yeah, so we had adolescent awareness night where they talked, they had the guys in a room with their dads and they showed us this really cheesy video. Like all the dads were laughing and making fun of it. Um, and then the girls were in their own room with their moms watching a similarly cheesy video, I would assume. Interesting. I've never, okay. I'll, I'll talk about what happened with my mic, but okay. About the women, uh-huh. like your body is changing and like, you're going to have some odors now, like your body odor is there and you're going to start feeling feelings around the opposite sex. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it was very like hard to take it seriously because the dads were mocking the video the whole time basically like laughing at it but yeah so that's when the curiosity came in is like what is what does she look like without clothes on because I know what I look like yeah um and so I I don't I don't remember what I googled but yeah so let's backtrack backtrack a little did your parents ever talk to you about sex um yes okay before the class or after or during? Uh, before and after. Okay. I think they have like brought it up a little, like the day of or the day before, like, hey, and then afterwards they were like, well, do you have any questions or whatever? And okay. like, what were your, what did you think about this? And my dad was one of the dads like making jokes during the video. Like, but. um, Do you feel like the dads making fun of it made it? Uh, weird for you couldn't ask things your dad or it was more like I'm just embarrassed all around so I'm not gonna ask any questions 
it wasn't that I was afraid to ask questions. I think I didn't know what my questions were. Okay. But I think that like they, like any seriousness the video could have had mm-hmm. was gone because they were making jokes the whole time. Okay. And I had like, I grew up more around adults than kids just because my parents were active in the church and volunteered and mm-hmm. had like a small group. So like I didn't necessarily grow up around kids my age like I did like but um like in church like when we went to church on Friday night or Sunday you know night I was in the main sanctuary more more often than not like I wasn't in like the nursery or child care child care and I don't know if it was because they didn't have it at the time like because it was a the revival time in the early 2000s late 90s and there wasn't like any anywhere to, like they didn't have volunteers or something I don't know what it was but I was in the main sanctuary with my mom all the time I remember like on Friday nights we'd go to church at seven o'clock I'd have my bag of Cheerios and <laughs> do word searches I'd fall asleep at church and wake up still at church and say to my mom what are we still doing here yeah the service was still going on until midnight yeah. one in the morning two in the morning so it wasn't that I felt weird asking the questions I just I guess I didn't know what my questions fully were. Like, I didn't have them fully developed. Okay. Other than wanting to know what they looked like. Yeah. Because, again, I didn't understand, like, when they... Because I, I feel like the video talked about sex in some form, um, but I didn't understand how it worked, again, because of where things are located on... I didn't... It didn't make sense. Like, if the woman's vagina was in the same place <laughs> that my penis was, how's it going in? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't go in that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. in my head, it didn't work that way. Yeah. So I ended up on some website. I don't even yeah. know what it was. But seeing, like, naked girls. And I was like, I like this. You know? <laughs> like Yeah. Like, like, you don't understand it, but I like it. Yeah. And I think that was kind of how it started. Yeah. When I, f- I don't know what. I think the traditional verbiage of porn is that it's like two people having sex on camera or whatever. Like that's what people deem as porn. Okay. But like I've also wondered like is looking at like Instagram models or something like that, is that like porn too? Because like they're not naked but like it's turning you on or you're like – Yeah. I mean I don't think it's porn but I think it's lust. Yeah. So like the Bible talks about lust about being – Less being wrong. Yeah, so like, but at the same time, it's like, it's not wrong to think a girl is attractive. It's wrong to think about what you would do with her, I guess, you know, like in your mind or if you were to physically act it out in like masturbation or. Yeah, so like the way that somebody, okay, so I went to a Bible school and like, um, what one of the professors said, he, he, what he said about like lust and that always stood out to me. I don't know why, but he said, it's not the first second. That's a sin. It's the second, the third, the fourth, where you, and then where your mind goes. Cause yeah. like you're gonna, things are going to pop up anywhere you go nowadays. Yeah. Even if you're like on Instagram looking for like, how to make my daughter sleep better and like an ad 
pops up or something or any almost anything that's basically yeah and you can choose to be like oh crap and then just move forward or you can start staring at it and you click on it and you go deep on further that's yeah. when i think it starts becoming wrong yeah but yeah so yeah it started with curiosity and then it moved to more of a regular sneaking around type of thing and we only had one computer in our house and like everybody used it and i don't to this day i don't know how but my because i wasn't no dummy i was deleting my search history i ain't no fool you know what i mean i was clearing my cookies i was deleting that search history ain't nobody finding it i was going incognito like I don't know if you could go on cognito back in those days. Yeah, I don't know, but but you knew you knew you knew how to hide and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I knew what I was doing and how to get away with it. Yeah, and yet somehow my mom found out. Okay, so she didn't catch you in the act. No, she never caught me in the act. Okay, but she always told me, like, "Hey, I know what you're doing," and I was like, "I'm not doing anything. What are you talking about?" Okay. So like I would lie about it and she's like, I know what you're doing. I'm like, how do you know what I'm doing? And she would say, I have eyes in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. And so like being 12, 13 and being like an idiot, basically, (laughs) I was like, you don't have eyes in the back of your head. How is that possible? And she's like, I have eyes in the back of my head. So I got very confused as to another thing. Do women have (laughs) eyes in the back of their head or something? Like for like a little while, I was very confused. Like, does she actually like have eyes under all that hair? Like what is going on here? Like, like I thought I was being careful. I was being sneaky, hiding it. So your mom, that your mom confronted you more than once. Yes. My mom kept lying. My mom confronted me several times and I lied every time. Okay. And then it got to the point where my mom put a password on the computer. Okay. And I didn't know it. Everyone else in the family knew it. My sisters, my mom, my dad, everyone knew the password but me. Okay. So I couldn't get on the computer without someone else letting me on, like to do homework or okay. like. So that your sisters knew why you weren't allowed? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, I would assume at yeah. this point. I have no idea. I yeah. would I would kind of guess that they knew. I'd never asked. But obviously you're not going to be like, hey. Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, I've been looking at some titties like. <laughs> You know, like, (laughs) okay, so yeah, I just wanted to know. But anyways, so that I, to this day, I don't know the password for that computer. Like my mom never told me the password. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember using that computer like for homework and then when no one was looking, do some extracurriculars (laughs) with it. Um, And so, um, yeah, so I just remember that and Mm -hmm. I never... I never felt like I wasn't in control of it because like it wasn't like I had an issue with it at school or something when I had access to a computer like at school, if that makes sense. Like like in the uh, library or yeah, like in computer class. Are or, you saying that because boys got caught at your school? Yes. <laughs> yes, we had. And yeah. just, to, just, just to let you know, Bert went to a Christian school, so this cracks me up. Yeah, so we had a kid. <laughs> That got busted hard <laughs> for it at that school. That means like in the act. <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened to him, but I was just like, dude, not at school, my guy. Like, <laughs> do that at home. But 
there's been there's been guys that gotten fired over it. Yeah. So, well, this was a student. It was no, a student. I know. Like, it's a student. So I guess it's a lot more normal than I thought it was because, I don't know, somebody told me how, like, somebody got caught, like, like at work or something. Mm-hmm. And I was so naive about it. They're like, yeah, they were watching porn. I was like, well, you know what they were doing while they were watching porn. I'm like, ew. Yeah, how would ha- you do that at work? <laughs> yeah, we had that at my old job. I know, but I, I'm like, I was, like, naive in that area thinking, like, I don't know. Yeah, we had somebody at my old job doing that. That's gross, but... I mean, I don't know what they were doing, but... Obviously, they weren't just looking. Well, we were in our meeting, and my boss said, I know what you guys are doing. (laughs) Knock it off. Like So bad. (laughs) So... That's so bad that the addiction is that hard. Yeah, I know. But anyways. So anyways, so going through high school, like, if I needed to do homework or research on the internet or anything, like, I had... I couldn't get on that. I couldn't just jump on the computer. Yeah. My mom had to let me on, basically. Okay. Then I graduated high school and had my open house and got, I don't know how much money from my open house, but I bought a laptop. Mm-hmm. I don't need your computer no more. I got my <laughs> own. Good luck. Yeah. Did your mom ever confront you about it after you got your own computer? Probably. Okay. Just wonder. I don't remember if she did. I would I would assume she did. Um, the whole eyes in the back of the head thing, she probably did. Mm-hmm. But... um. So yeah, in college, that's when it it really ramped up because because you have full reign. Yeah, I had full reign of a computer, yeah. and my room was in the basement at that point. I was the only. I have two older sisters, and they were both out of the house by then. They were both yeah. married by then, so mm-hmm. I had the basement bedroom, and like they never came down there, so like I could do it. Whenever I wanted, yeah. however often I wanted, daily, nightly, and ever so rightly type of thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I I would have days where it was m- more than once. Yeah. Like multiple times a day. I'd get home from work and go do that. And then a couple hours later, I'd be like, let's do it again. And then right before bed, let's do it again. Like, <laughs> like yeah. So again, there was no, no one stopping me. I, and you were in your prime life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was in the peak sexual time of a man's life. Yeah. No, like yeah. with high speed internet, <laughs> like <laughs> no so, more of this dial up nonsense. Yeah, There was no dial up at that point. It was <laughs> high speed internet. So anything, yeah. and it was my own computer. So, I mean, I still deleted my search history and did all that, but it wasn't as necessary i guess to delete it um but it's uh but i still deleted it and well yeah because it's natural to you because it's it was always shameful yeah so why wouldn't you not delete it yeah and so i would constantly delete it and i would constantly make sure that i would close out of all the browsers before i went anywhere with my laptop because (laughs) i've heard the horror stories of people opening their laptops in like starbucks or something and what's playing on the computer but (laughs) Yeah. Some good old fashioned porn, like yeah. with the volume all the way up. Like, <laughs> so I, I made sure that I didn't embarrass myself in public like that. So, but yeah, so that continued all the time, basically mm-hmm. through us dating mm-hmm. into us being married. I remember before we got married, I went golfing with Blake mm-hmm. uh, and he drove I don't remember why he drove. He picked me up for some reason. I don't know why. But he, he, we stopped to get gas, and when we were on our way back home, he said to me, are you still watching porn? And I was like, huh? 
Like, why would you ask me that? Like, we've never, we had never talked about it and like, it had never been brought up. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, if you're still watching porn, you got to knock that off before you get married. And I was like, yeah, I am. Like, why lie at this point? Like, I had known him for so long and trusted him for so long that it was like. And he used to be our pastor. Yeah, he used to be our pastor at the college age ministry that we were going to. So it was one of those things where it was like, if I can't be real with him, I can't be real with anybody. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I was like, man, I do kind of need to get this under control. Like, I always, I I remember thinking, this is the last time. Mm -hmm. This is the last time. Which is normal to think that way, especially when you're a Christian and you're trying to stop something, but you feel like you have no control over. Like, I, that's normal. I, You can keep on going, but that is 100% normal. Yeah, so I, I remember thinking, I don't know how many times, like, this is the last time. This is the last time. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking I would do it again, and I'd be like, God, why did I do that? Like, it feels good in the moment, and then after you're done, it you feel horrible, you feel disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the the loop of the lie that Satan keeps you in. Mm -hmm. Um, You feel good in the moment and then you feel all this shame because you failed. And that's really hard to deal with because you're, you're like, was it Paul that said like, I sin, but I don't want to. Like he's talking about struggling with sin and failing. And he's like, I don't want to do this. This is my body talking. Yeah. So part of it for me was, well, this is your body. Mm-hmm. Like your body's failing, not you. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. Like you're trying to separate it to like justify was, it. Yeah, I was trying to justify like what I was doing, mm-hmm. which is not right either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it might be helpful like mentally to like help you wrap your mind around it, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's not okay either. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't justify what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, so we were dating, and I was still looking at porn. Mm-hmm. and then we got married and I was still looking at porn and you had caught me once or twice at this yeah. point, I think so can I talk about the first time I caught you sure <laughs> do you even remember you probably don't even no. remember but I'm honestly I forgot about this until like me you didn't <laughs> no forget. I no I really did <laughs> you never forget no I really did <laughs> But because I knew this episode was coming up, I was like, okay, so what do I want to remember about this? Because I feel like I'm learning to let go a lot of things, so I don't really (laughs) know what I mean. But, like, I was trying to remember, because I have no idea how many times I've caught you. No. I really don't. I'm going to say three that I remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many times. Okay, but the first time is we were married. We were at our old house, and... Uh, <laughs> you made the poor mistake of leaving a nude on your computer. Mm. <laughs> amateur. <laughs> Very amateur move, by the way. And the thing is, is, like, I don't really, at that point, I wasn't really using the computer at all. Because, mm. you know, we have smartphones, so, like, you don't really need it. Need it. But I decided to open up because I was going to, like, I was in the kitchen, so apparently I was going to cook. And I was going to try a new recipe. I don't know. But I open the laptop and I see a nude and I click it out and I was so angry at you, like over the top angry that I think I called you and you were at work. Okay. 
And I started yelling at you like, I mean, I was cussing you out. I'm not going to lie. Probably. (laughs) I was like. This all tracks. (laughs) Yes. Like, what in the world? Like, I just started cussing at you and getting really pissed at you. And the worst part is that you try to gaslight me. You were, <laughs> you were like, that wasn't me. And that made me even more pissed because I was like, who the F <laughs> is it then? There is nobody else in this house but me and you. So it has to be you. And you're like, it wasn't me. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it just riled up, riled me up even more. Mm-hmm. And so I hung up, whatever. And I was just like so mad, especially because at that point, I think we were just having marriage problems in general. Yeah. So this just added to it. And then you text me five minutes later. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, okay, like that doesn't even like at that point, I'm so mad at you that there's no point of even like admitting to it. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just so irritating. But and I think this is this was right before Quest. Yeah, I, I was I was trying to think if there was like two times before Quest or just it one. was just one time. Okay. So I feel like, OK, so. In my spirit, I knew you were watching it. Mm hmm. But I wanna, I didn't want to confront it because I didn't want to deal with it. Because we were already yeah. having so many, like, marriage problems. It's like, I didn't want to add something else to it. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't really want to deal with this. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's where our marriage was at. Like, we were having so many issues. We were just weren't getting along. Where I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. I'm already, like, on the verge of, like, not wanting to be in this relationship anymore. So, like, why add, what is it, fire to the flame? Gas to the fire? Yeah, that. (laughs) Fire to the flame. Yes, that. And so when I opened it up, and I think we talked about it afterwards. I'm not really sure, but this was right before Quest. I think it might have been, like, a week before, a couple days before. I don't know, but it was right before Quest. And if you want to talk about Quest a little, I guess. Yeah, so I do remember the whole phone conversation i don't remember the <laughs> like the details but i, I do. don't remember the details either i'll be honest i, I just remember cussing <laughs> i do remember you calling me at work and i'm like why are you calling me at work dude like, because i'm pissed <laughs> you know, like, save this for at home like but um anyways so uh yeah so i went on quest so quest is like a men's there's a men's and a women's and a couple's thing but it's like a the one I went on was a men's retreat. And that so, I basically forced it. Um, he's, he had, Jasmine was working at the church at the time. Or maybe. Was I? I don't know. I don't he, remember. But we, I knew him from like, volu- like he was like one of the volunteers. Yeah. He was like a volunteer while she worked at the church. Yes. And so, and we had kept in contact with him because we were still volunteering on Wednesdays and yep. he was there on Wednesdays. And I don't know how long he hounded me about going on quest, maybe a year year and a half two years i don't know it was a long time but he was like dude you need to go on quest you need to go on quest you need to go on quest like it's like yeah okay yeah like we'll see when it works like it's not gonna work like i'm i'm too busy like i don't have the time for this like um which spoiler alert make time for it if you haven't gone (laughs) um yeah but so so it's like an all men's retreat and then they have so it's like all dudes all the time and then there is a women's version of it um that i think they're like opposite weeks or they're they're not they're not running at the same time 
But then once the guys go and the girls go, then there's like a couple's one that builds on what you did in the individual ones. I think there's more than one couple's thing. I, I like I think there's I two two levels to it or whatever. I've never been to the women's quest, so I wouldn't know about the marriage one. But so the men's thing was a week and he had finally convinced me to go and I finally took the time off of work. I finally felt like I could take the time off at work because it's a week long. And at the time I didn't have that much time off at work. So like taking time off to go on a men's retreat Mm -hmm. uh, didn't appeal to me when I had limited time off. Like I want to use my time off for me. Yeah. Um, Which is valid. And so, yeah, so I went on that in 2017, I think is when we went. I don't know. I think that's what it is. I'd have to look we at Facebook. We were in Facebook. a Kenhood home, so. I would have to look at Facebook yeah. to know for sure. But I think it was 2017. It was either 2017 or 2018. It was okay. before Sophia. It was definitely before Sophia. Yep. Um, and it was before you were pregnant. But so I went on this retreat. And the whole week is like, they take, they don't take your phone away. But they, they basically tell you, like, if you want the full experience, give up your phone. And so that way you don't have any distractions. So you basically give them your phone on Sunday and you don't get it back till Friday. I think at least the one I went on, it's like a five day thing. So I think that the trip days vary like when they start and when they end. But the one I went on, we left on Sunday from the church and got back on Friday mm-hmm. or the the trip ended on Friday and then we traveled home and got home like Saturday into Sunday like three in the morning or something on Saturday yeah. but the whole thing is encountering God in nature and in the wilderness where you have no distractions I don't even know what your cell service looks like there mine was in Georgia outside of Atlanta and it was it was one of those it was like a like think where you went for high school camp or like middle school camp for over the summer, like summer camp or whatever. It was something like that. And they had like different things every day that we did. Um, I, I mentioned something about having an issue with porn and I can't remember if I was the first one or the third one or whatever, but at some point I said it. Um, and I felt like that was like a turning point. Uh, and because for the longest time, I never talked about it. 70 or 80% of men have issues with porn, but nobody ever talks about it. So, like, to say it in front of other people was, like, like the truth shall set you free type of thing. So I was like, well, if I'm ever going to get free from it, this is how I do it, is by confessing it to other people and confronting it head on. Like, the power of the shame is gone once you start talking about it publicly. It was like a really cool thing. They dove in deeper than just, oh, I'm addicted to porn. It was like the root cause of other issues we were having in our marriage at the time. Like the whole week I had felt like I had turned a corner in so many different things. And we can talk about this on a different episode. And I came home from Quest at like four in the morning. And we had someone living, someone else living with us at the time. And no, she was just there. Oh, she was just there. Yeah. Okay, so she was just staying because Jasmine was lonely and didn't want to be alone in the house by herself. Yep. 
And I came home at like four in the morning and I went to the bathroom and Jasmine goes, man, she, she pees like a dude. What is that? Well, it turns out it was me at like four in the morning. And, uh, we sat up for like an hour, hour and a half, something like that talking. But like, I, I left you with all these issues. Like, are we going to stay married? Like, are we going to make this work? Like what's going to happen? Cause you left, you, you went to Utah for like a week before, That's before. right. I forgot so about you, that. So you left and you went to Utah and then we were still communicating and talking every day. Like, and so, um, like the bare minimal communication. Yeah. yeah like, and so I went to quest, came home, felt like my whole life had changed and felt like I'm ready to do this. Like our marriage is great now. Like everything's perfect. Yeah, without you communicating with me that you were trying to work on these issues. Yeah. So you came in like, you came in like, okay, I have no more issues anymore. And I'm like, the hell we don't. Like, we yeah. haven't talked about any of it. And so I was just supposed to... Accept it. Accept it without having any communication with you. Yeah, you were supposed to just accept that I had this life-changing experience. and it, it Without happened, any proof. And it happened to you too. Like in, yeah. in, in my head, like I came back from Quest thinking, Jasmine's fixed now too. Yeah. Because it, I'm fixed. Like I felt like I was, yeah, I was the more significant problem. Jasmine's <laughs> not going to have any issues anymore. She's going to see it yeah. with how I'm acting. Yeah. She's, and everything's magically going to be fixed and yeah. we're not going to have these issues anymore. Yeah. And I remember the Monday or two, I don't remember what day it was, but we finally talked and you're like, I'm still pissed at you. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, I was like, no, like, I don't have these issues anymore. Like, give it up already. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I I expected the forgiveness to be instant and, like, the trust to be, like, instant. I didn't expect it to take any time at all. I thought that she would, like, see the change in my, like, I don't know, my appearance or I don't know what, it, what I don't know what my brain was thinking, but yeah. I was under the impression that, Everything was fixed. Yeah. But on top of that also, I I mean, I look at porn differently now than back in the day when we were in the Kenwood home. After we went to couples therapy, that changed. Yeah. So after Quest, we went to couple. I think it was after that, right? Yeah. Right after. So first of all, I want to say, let me backtrack a little. First of all, I want to say, because I don't think I've ever said this to you, is like, I'm really proud for you to go in a quest. Yeah. Because I do think that was a turning point in our marriage. I think if you would have never gone to quest, I don't think we would be where we are right now. Yeah. Like, I was horrible to you when you came back from quest. Yes. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but I also think that your heart would have not been open to couples therapy if you have not gone to quest. Yeah. Well, and I, I think we had, you had brought it up before and I was like, no. Yeah. You were like, I, I think I even threatened you to leave if we don't go to couples therapy and you were still like, I'm still not going. Yeah. Like you were so not, you were anti-therapy so I was, bad. I was anti-therapy and I told you, you weren't leaving. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you said I do. You don't leave. <laughs> like. Yeah. And so. Which I still hold firm to that belief. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, we, that's a whole different episode and we can talk about it. But, yeah. But like, um, yeah, you were, yeah, you would have never been open to therapy if you hadn't gotten a quest. 
for yeah. sure, one hundred percent. So, uh, one of the things that they said at Quest, which I can say this because it wasn't, um, it's not anything too specific, but what they said about uh, like porn and masturbation and all that was, we're all created in the in God's image, and when you when you look at porn and when you masturbate to it, you're masturbating to the image of God. And I was like, I'm done. I feel like more like in the way that I've heard it is like you distorting God's image. Yeah. So like they, they basically were all created in God's own image. Like you're basically pleasuring yourself to, to God. And like, you don't want to do that, that, that change Like, I don't know about you, but that changes like, how I look at it. You know what I mean? And and I would say, I would say I was clean for a couple months. Okay. So hold up. So we went with therapy. Yeah. Okay. And I want to add this in here because we went to couples therapy specifically for the porn issues. Yeah. But I mean, there was other underlying issues that we were having, but, um, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But also, like, the therapist that we had really helped me understand porn addiction. Yeah. Because I was so angry at you for watching it that it it, it essentially it destroyed my trust in you. But also, it made me feel less than... And I was angry at you. I felt like, I mean, I was already insecure about our marriage way before I even found out about porn. Because we didn't get, I'm not going to say we didn't get married the right way. I'm just going to, I would say we just had a lot of baggage coming into our marriage. Yeah. And so I was already feeling insecure. I, I, this is a whole different topic, so I don't want to get into it, but. We were, I was very insecure in our marriage and you watching porn already made me feel insecure. And so it made me feel like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't pretty enough. Like I wasn't like attracted enough for you. Like I wasn't enough for you. And what the therapist made me realize is that porn has nothing to do with me. Like at all. Like it's like a legit addiction. Like somebody addicted to like drugs or alcohol or any other kind of addiction that's the kind of level addiction that it is is just society doesn't treat it that kind of addiction and so they treat it as commonplace and normal yeah it's just a a part of your life yeah because they have aa meetings and stuff like that and rehab but they don't have like porn rehab they don't have porn anonymous (laughs) they don't (laughs) yeah they don't have that but he was saying how like you're what chemicals in the brain is the same as like somebody having a drug addiction. So that made me, that like literally may change my view on porn and how it releases. What is that? Happy chemical dopamine. Yeah. That and stuff like that. And all these things, like he just really helped. He made me realize that it wasn't about me. So it helped me out being more gracious to you about that situation because I feel like I made a porn addiction. I made it about me versus about you. Yeah. And I also feel like going to therapy, couples therapy helped like both of us realize the valid points that each other had. Like, like in our marriage, it was like your way or the highway. 
Yeah. Like when we had an argument, I had no valid points ever in your mind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like before going to therapy. Yeah. Like I would say that it was, it was 155% that I was wrong. Yeah. Every time. Like I was literally, there was literally not an argument that I could win. Like I was yeah. never right. And yep. I, I know that's impossible. <laughs> like but I made it in a way where I would win yeah and so that was part of an issue for me was like you can't always be like I statistically it's impossible <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. I could say the sky is blue and you would win the argument of yeah. no it's not yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like that's how bad our arguments were yeah and going to couples therapy like opened us both up because like I didn't I had a hard time admitting that you were ever right and you had a hard time admitting you were ever wrong and so he was able to without picking sides which is what people want in couples therapy they want their therapist to pick a you side you want to feel validated yeah you want your you want your opinion and your your argument to be validated but the goal of couples therapy isn't to validate opinions it's to bring two people together and find common ground yeah and like i remember in one of our sessions I don't know what we were talking about. I don't even know what the topic was, but like, I remember you were like, see, see, like, yeah. and, like I'm right. Like to the therapist and the therapist is like, Oh, and he was like, see, he's on my side. And our therapist was like, I'm in no one's side. I'm on the marriage side. Yeah. And that completely like shifted the way I, I felt about him. Cause yeah. I think he was there for the both of us, not just yeah. for one way or the other. So. Yeah. yeah. So after that, we stopped going to couples therapy because it was, so we live in Michigan and it was in Holland. So it was right next to Lake Michigan and we didn't want to drive there in the winter because of the roads. Like, yeah. Every time I say like, like something's we, far, I'm like, you going all the way to freaking Holland. <laughs> yeah. So we, we made the excuse. So we lived in Kentwood. So we were about 25, 30 minutes away from yeah. where he was. Yeah. And so. We made the excuse of, well, we don't want to drive there in the winter because the roads are crap. And we felt like we were good after a couple months worth of going there. And we were only going, what, once a month, I think? I can't remember. Maybe twice a month. We yeah, were Something like, I don't know, but we, we went for a while. We went for like four or five months, yeah. I would say. And yeah. I felt like things had improved. I think like our marriage improved. Like I think... We went from like having everyday blowups to like once a week, once every other week, something like no, that. No, not even like oh. I don't. It was very rare. Okay. Yeah, but anyways. So, anyways, throughout all that, he had recommended some things to give Jasmine the ability to trust me, like like a like a blocker on the computer on the on my phone or whatever. So that okay, so. I forgot about that. So that you would see like what I'm looking at okay. on, on the computer. So let's backtrack up, up on this. Okay. So what really bothered me about the situation was, okay, there's this thing called covenant eyes. Mm-hmm. That's, what he, that's what he was suggesting. Rec- suggesting. Is that what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's basically like an app in a phone where I can track what you see. Yeah. So any, like any, any like website I go to she would get a notification of like anything sus 
I yeah. Think. <laughs> and I think I, maybe it's everything. It might be everything, or you like you can set. I think I you know. might be able to set parameters. Yeah. That like you were I comfortable with. Have no idea because we never got it. So yeah. that and him like basically like about your devices or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So two things with that. One, you didn't want to do it. Yeah, I didn't. And it made me really angry that you didn't want to do it. But at this point in our marriage, it's like, I don't want to control any, I don't want to control you. I don't want to babysit you. Like, especially if you don't even want to do it. Like, I felt like I was forcing you. So I was like, I, I'm like, I am not like your mom to be like monitoring you like that. Yeah. And two, you weren't even like 100% on board with it. So it made me even more mad because I'm like, well, why am I for, why, why am I forcing myself to, for you to do something when it's your problem? Right. That's the way I was looking at it. And so we never did that. And I'm not anti covenant eyes or whatever. Like if that works for you, like a couple, 100% do it. I just, for me, it was like, I am not going to like mommy, my husband, when like he didn't even want like why am i forcing like it's his addiction not mine why am i forcing him to do something that he doesn't even agree with right yeah yeah so that never happened yeah so that never happened even to this day it never happened like yeah and so i would say i had a few months where i wasn't i didn't look at porn because i thought of oh that's god's image like you don't want to you know so i would say that lasted for a few months and then uh, I I looked at something I don't even know what it was. I was like, like I felt gross. But then I was like, well, I already looked at it. What's the difference? Here we go again. Yeah. And I would say that I don't know that it was daily, but it happened. It happened. It was like once, and then it was maybe twice a week. And then it was two to three times a week. And then it was like full blown all the way back. Yeah. And at this point, it was weird because I wasn't sure if you were doing it or not doing it. Like, yeah, I just, or because everything else about our marriage was good at this point. So it was, it was just weird. Like, I feel like everything was good in our marriage, but deep down, I feel like something was a little bit off, but I couldn't, I couldn't like pinpoint it, pinpoint it. And it was probably that, but we were doing so good together. That it was like, why rock the boat? And we were going through infertility as well. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. And so I think part of it was going through infertility, but also I think, I feel like part of it for me was, this is at least enjoyable. <laughs> Probably. You know, because yeah. like, this is going to sound stupid, but having sex all the time wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. Because it, it felt like I was being used. Yeah. So like, you know, having sex only to have a baby and not for any other reason, like the rest of the month we didn't like touch each other basically. Like, yeah. And like, it's an addiction. Yeah. So it was. It's like a legit addiction. Yeah. Whether you have sex or not with your spouse is an addiction. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and that continued on, I don't know. I mean, until Lena was born. Yeah. I mean, and so. Because I legit caught you in the, not, in the, yeah, in the middle of it, basically. Yeah. And I was really upset. That was about a year ago. Oh, and then I caught you twice then. Mm-hmm. One time, and I was, like, really mad, and I literally was, like, dude, I'm pregnant. I don't even want to deal with this. Yeah. Like, I, that, I think I said that to you. I don't. I have, like, I have Sophia, and I have Lena. Like, you need to figure this out. Like, yeah. it's not my addiction. You need to figure it out. Yeah. Which you didn't. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I was just, I was so stressed out with, like, being a mom with Sophia, being pregnant, in the process of getting a new house. And then I was still grieving about my dad dying that it was a lot for me. Yeah. I, I was at my like limit with everything that I, I couldn't handle this right now, yeah. which you didn't. Yeah. You didn't handle that. Yeah. And then I caught you here on this like a year ago, like you said, yeah, about a year ago. And I think, I don't know how we got being so great and our marriage being so down, mm-hmm. but we were at rock bottom after Lena was born. Yeah. To the point where I was like, I don't even care that you were addicted to this at this point. I just don't want to be married to you. No. And porn was a continue. Like, I feel like porn was my out. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Honestly, that that's what it was for me. Yeah. Like, to me, I the way I saw it, it was like, there are spouses that leave each other over porn addiction actually you know what the church events i've heard pastors say like porn is a form of cheating and you can get divorced because you're cheating mm. because of adultery mm. i've heard that several times actually okay and i don't know if you've ever heard that but no. i have heard that and so to me it was like well obviously the bible says and that's a whole, I feel like people twist that around so bad that that's a whole different episode about that. But that was like my justified thing because I was just so like overwhelmed. And I think we had a tough conversation about like, you need to really get this under control. Like we have girls in the house. I don't want this in the house. Like we need to be better about this. And that's when you start going therapy on your own. Yeah, so I don't remember the exact date. I could find it in my phone, but I... You've been in therapy over a year, right? About a year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I started going in August of last year. Okay. It's August of this year. So, okay, a year. So it's been about a year. I remember I emailed him at like one in the morning. I don't even know what time it was, but it was late at night because Jasmine caught me and she was like, figure this out or I'm out. Yeah. And, and honestly, okay. Let's backtrack on this because, like, I, this is really hard for me to say, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> and Bert may not agree with me, and it's okay. Okay. <laughs> if the other spouse is not trying, there is no point in staying in that marriage. Mm. Okay. <laughs> like. I don't know that I agree with that. Exactly. And it's okay. But my thing is, is, like. We we put marriage on a pedestal to the point where we let people be in horrible situations like abuse, and we justify it. Well, he he's going to change or she's going to change, 
without them ever taking the steps to actually changing. There's just some things that like, um, I, I feel like there's just some things that like, if your spouse is not working on it or has no desire to change, I don't, I don't think you can stay there. Like in the Bible, it says, because like, it says like God allowed, God allowed divorce because of your hard heart. And I think that's when people start getting divorces is because this person is making empty promises and has, but has no desire to change or taking any steps to change that the other spouse starts to having a hard heart and then says, and then he says, and that's why, and that's why God allowed divorces. Yeah. That's why I say that. Yeah. I guess for me, it's, I have a hard time with that because I don't know everyone's limit is going to be different on what, oh, they, yeah, what sure. they can handle, like what they can take from their spouse or whatever before yeah. they give up. But, yeah. um, at the same time, I, I have a hard time saying give up because I know. And I, and, and it's hard because not every journey is the same. Like we don't always agree on it. Actually, we don't ever <laughs> hardly agree on anything, but I love, I, I'm learning to love that about us because we're learning to stay like come to like a good like understanding understanding of each other other. and so because and the the way I see it is like I've seen couples where they've dealt like there's this one couple that we knew that the husband was addicted to drugs and I think that lasted for like five through seven years and the wife stuck it out and now they're like happily married or whatever and then on the other flip side there's other people who their husband was addicted to drugs and they 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 ended up in a divorce and quite honestly it's justifiable like you cannot let your spouse get secret credit cards and spend all this money under your name and thinking that he's going to change like i i see both sides i see i see I see both sides, like one worked out and one didn't, and they were both addicted to drugs, you know? So it, it, it's like, you got to pray that up and you got to like, let the Holy Spirit guide you and also figure out where your boundaries are. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. So anyways. So anyways, um, I had gone to therapy for a while and, um, I don't want to say I was perfect or anything, um. I still was tempted and I don't know. I don't, I never really like looked at anything. Um, but I had gone to therapy for like five months. So it was about January. Um, and I made the decision to, uh, delete social media off my phone. Like I didn't delete my accounts, which probably would have been even better to do. That way I just haven't like nothing to ever crawl back to. But, one of the things for me was, like Jasmine was saying, you're watching something on Instagram about your kids or about sports or something, and then the next thing is some half-naked woman advertising some nonsense, and you're like, well, what is this? Like, um, And so... And I also wanted to say that you were... You didn't have access to any of the computers or iPads. They yeah. were kept in my night dresser. Yeah. Like my stipulation was like, if you want to earn my trust back, then you need to do any requests that I have. 
Like, if you love me this much, you're going to do the request that I have. My request was for you to turn in your iPad Mm -hmm. and the laptop. Yep. And then you would connect, you would, you would come down here and watch TV. But I was, you weren't allowed, you were supposed to have, you would turn in your cell phone. Yeah. At night. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I had, I was still looking at social media and stuff and I was just like, I just had the thought, this is a big waste of time. Like, I was never commenting on anything or posting anything. Like, I never, I think the last post on my Instagram is from, like, six years ago. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. It's old. It's from a wedding that we went to. Okay. It's And it's that picture of us comparing us to Will and Jada when he. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the last picture on my Instagram. Okay. Um, and that's like years old at this point. Like, yeah, yeah um, he's slapped somebody at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, so and she cheated. But anyways, um, yeah. So I deleted social media at the beginning of the year off my phone. So I didn't. It was just one less thing to have access to, look at you, you, whatever you want to call it, cutting the head off the snake, one one chop at a time, type of thing. I remember sitting here one day, you, you were somewhere with the girls, and I, I downloaded Facebook again for like five minutes. And I, was, I felt so guilty. <laughs> like I felt like a horrible person. Like I didn't even look at anything inappropriate. Like I literally just was on there for like five minutes, and I was like, why am I doing this? Like this is like the stupidest thing ever. And like you knew that I had deleted social media, so it was like, well known that I wasn't on there. So like when she posted stuff, I wasn't liking it or commenting or anything. So our marriage was in danger. Just kidding. No, no I wasn't. So, so <laughs> it's like, just, I, I respected what he wanted to do. So, I, actually, I, I didn't ask you to get yeah off social media. That was something that you did on your own. Yeah. So for me, it was just another step to prove that I was truly changing and that therapy was helping changed that i remember that day after i downloaded facebook for like five minutes we were in the car and i was like so i need to tell you something and i don't want you to be mad but i also don't want this to be done in secret and then you not know about it and then you catch me later and be like what what the heck are you doing so i was, I was like i wanted to name it and confess it before it became bigger and you I think you were like, thank you for telling me. It's not a big deal, but I get where you're coming from type of thing. Like why you wouldn't want that to be on your conscience or whatever. So, um, yeah, going to therapy helped find the root cause of it. And even to this day, I'm still learning like more about it. Like I'm not fully, I haven't fully learned everything. I don't think, and I don't know that I ever will, but, um, cause we just talked about it in my last session this past week um but in march i went to a conference for work and jasmine didn't go and this is how many months have you not looking since august so august like seven and a half months okay so it was about seven and a half months and i was there for like three days two days something like that it was like a short little thing and like I got there on Sunday and we left on Wednesday, I think it was. And on um, Tuesday, I think it was on that Tuesday night, 
I looked at porn and I did my business. Which is really funny because didn't I tell you? Well, you can keep on going. Anyways, so that happened and I felt horrible. Like, I felt like a failure. Like, what am I even doing with my life? Like, why am I doing this? And so I went to bed. Like, before I went to bed, I read, like, two devotionals. Like, I felt, like, so guilty. Like, I need to read two full devotionals. This is going to clean me out. Like, this is going to... Like take the, out the bad that I did. Yeah, like this is going to cancel it out somehow. Like, but also, like I was looking for something that would tell me like why I'm still dealing with this. Like, it wasn't just to balance the scales. It was also to, um, I guess, continue to learn and grow, to improve because like therapy has helped. Us doing devotions has helped, but like. This was a devotion that I needed. It wasn't like a devotion we needed. So that was the mindset. And then I came home that Wednesday and um, the girls went to bed and I said, we need to talk. And you're like, okay. And I told you, I don't, well, maybe they weren't even in bed. I can't remember if they. No, they were in bed. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was like in the middle of the day when like you had put them at daycare or something and. And we hadn't picked them up yet. I couldn't remember if it was that or not. I don't know. The girls weren't present. Yeah. So they weren't around. But anyways, so I told her what happened and she was like, what day? And I was like, it was Tuesday. And you said. I was literally praying for you. Was it? Yeah. You. I was praying for you. You had said, I prayed for you every night, but Tuesday. Yeah. And that was the day I screwed up. (laughs) Yeah. I was praying I was praying that God would protect your mind and your um, eyes and stuff like that. And then Tuesday, I think I just had a hard day with the girls or I didn't have time. I I don't remember, but like I didn't pray for you that day. Yeah. Which shows how much prayer, how powerful prayer is. Yeah, and how it does work, whether you see it or not. Um, Yeah. Which, again, is a different topic for a different day, but... um, so yeah, you were way more accepting and like you were not nearly as judgmental or harsh this time around. And I think it's because I confessed it rather than you finding out. Not only you confessed it, but you were putting in the work. Yeah. Like you were didn't have any devices, social media, therapy, like everything. Yeah. yeah. And so this was like the first time I was like alone with my thoughts, I guess you could say. And like... You didn't have to say anything. Yeah, I could have hit. There was no way I would have ever found out. Yeah. yeah. No way. You definitely would not have found out because I would have had several hours to cover my tracks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there would have been no evidence. Yeah. Like, there was already no evidence when I came home. Like, and so, um, yeah, like, um, so that happened and then... So for the last like what four or five months, whatever it is, yeah, I've I've been tempted, I would say, and I've been tempted pretty hard, uh, not just with what we watch, but just in general. I feel like it's like you could go do that. She would never know. Nobody has to know. Like all those thoughts are creeping through my head. But the church tells you, once you're free, yeah, you're free, yeah, but 
hello, we're missing the verse where it says that enemies here to steal, kill, and destroy. So why wouldn't he tempt you with that again? Yeah, and so it had been, it had been something so relevant in my life for twenty-two years. Like, yeah, it's going to be like an easy, it's like an easy target, and so yeah, um, I've I've felt that temptation, and I I. I don't know if I've ever looked at anything. I probably have. But in terms of looking at it long, like for a long time, I haven't. I might have seen something or like clicked on something, you know, on TikTok or something like to the point where I was like, okay, I, I'm done with these social media sites. Like no more. You know what I mean? Like, and so I've done my best to stay clean. Not, and then starting this podcast, I downloaded Facebook and Instagram to help promote stuff with this but um i still don't have the logins to to do that but so i'm sharing it to my own stuff but then at the same time i'm also trying to limit my time to like maybe 10 minutes a day yeah and i tell you that you can delete it like don't worry about because you you gotta do what's best for you not like what's best for like the podcast i could care less yeah about the podcast and you're like your own like self yeah. and we've talked about that like not yeah. even like in this comp- but we've talked about that like yeah. i told you if you're comfortable with it go yeah. ahead but if the moment that you feel like it's too hard yeah let your pride go yeah and like take off your social media yeah and i might do it again just in general just because what's the point yeah but um Plus, I won't see that hoodie anymore if I delete it. <laughs> <laughs> out of sight, out of mind on that one. But yeah. anyways, that's my story. So this might be two episodes. <laughs> so this might have to be a second episode. So I am sorry. Uh, I was not planning on talking that long, but. Yeah. So, so I um, think it will be a second episode. I think we'll just yeah. end it here. Yeah. Um, but okay. But before we do that. What would you recommend guys who are going through this? Delete your social media. Okay. Number like one. like practical things. Practical things. Delete your social media. Okay. One, number one. Number two, um, tell your wife. Okay. Um, or if you're dating, tell your girlfriend, like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, yeah. number three. And hold on, hold on. Because if your wife or your girlfriend, fiance, whatever... She needs to know what she needs to know what she's but up against. I would say the wife slash the girl, whatever, doesn't need to know the details. Right. Because yeah. my therapist was like, Do you wanna know? And I'm like, No, I actually don't. Not what it's it's not it's not healthy for me. And like also my you the spouse can say, I don't wanna know. You yeah. can you talk to somebody like another friend about this i don't have to know um i appreciate that because we're building trust with each other again so i appreciate it but my therapist will say you don't have to know if you don't want to know you can tell him hey can you talk to a friend about this so you can deal with it because i don't want to hear it for my sanity or whatever and that's valid too i yeah I, i i wasn't saying like get into the details i just meant more of let her know what's going on so that one, she can be aware and make her own decision about what to do. And two, she can be praying for you because prayer is powerful. You know what I mean? Whether you see the instant miracle or not, 
God rewards your perseverance. And let her know. What was the first thing? I, I don't remember. Delete your social media. Delete your social media. Let her know like what you're struggling with because it's it's the, it's only gonna it's only gonna make the the shame smaller. Like it's only gonna make you not feel shame when you do something else. Like if you lose your job or any literally anything else, you're not gonna feel shame if you are willing to be open about the things you're struggling with. Number three, talk to someone, uh, either a close friend or therapist. I would definitely recommend therapy um, because talking to a friend can only go so far and going to therapy will help you get to the root cause of why you're doing what you're doing. I think a friend can help you. I think a friend can help you as, as like an accountability partner, but I feel like an accountability partner can only go so far. Okay, I get that. And, like, an accountability partner can, like, help you not avoid the porn, so to speak, but a therapist can help you figure out why you're doing it, like, what the root cause is. And so I would say talk to a friend. If you have someone you trust, go to therapy. It's not easy as a guy. You don't want to admit your weaknesses because when you admit you're weak, you you feel like you're looked at as less than, when in reality it should be looked at as a strength that you're being, that you're being open and vulnerable and honest with someone else. Which there's a Bible verse for that. Yeah. So <laughs> like literally it says in my weakness, he is strong. Exactly. Yeah. It is literally freaking biblical. <laughs> yeah. So I would say those four things, you can go down the route of a covenant eyes or something like that. Um, if that's, if that's what it takes. Yeah. I would say that whatever your spouse wants you to do, do it. Yeah. Because and that was like, I don't know why you were so anti doing things that I wanted to do. I, I, I'm not in whatever, but I appreciated that when I said, I wanted you to do certain things like the second time. Yeah. You like did it. Yeah. That showed me that he didn't want, yeah. That I couldn't get out of this marriage because of that. Yeah. Well, I think the first time around, I was like, I got this. Yeah. Like it was a pride thing. Yeah. 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 So I would say those four things for sure. Do those four things. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say like, you know, like we don't really watch rated R movies because of that. Like if, if the, it, it depends on what it's rated R for. If it's rated R for violence, that's one thing. If it's rated R for like, nudity okay what kind of nudity is it like and there's websites that you can see like like i think it's on imdb i like imdb like it it tells you like there's a naked woman and you see everything or it's like all user-based like what what um what's submitted or whatever but like we go on there before we go see a rated r movie like there's movies we want to see that are like oh yeah i really want to see that and then it's like two women are having sex or something and you see everything and it's like, okay, well, we're not seeing that movie. Like don't put yourself in a position to fail. Um, don't put yourself in a place where you're going to be tempted to do something when you're in the privacy of your own home by yourself. So like, don't watch, like if, if seeing a naked woman in a movie is going to make you want to look it up later and do whatever you do to it later, don't go see it it's okay if you don't see that movie or if you don't watch that TV show, like just because it's popular doesn't mean 
your faith is not it's worth bigger it. than that. Like the temptation will get you eventually. I would say that. Yeah. 100%. Like, like you don't talk to somebody who's been sober from alcohol for any amount of time and say, Hey, you want to go meet at a bar? Like you don't present that situation to them because you don't want them to fall back into that old habit. Same thing with porn. Like you are always going to have some form of an issue with it because whether you're tempted or whether you actually fall into it, like some way, somehow that the devil is going to try and use it against you. And so like you have to be aware of that and be on guard, be sober, be vigilant for your enemy roams around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. Like, yeah. So he's going to throw, he's going to throw that temptation at you. He's going to throw naked women in, in your path, like, or half naked women on Instagram. Like, yeah, there's, I mean, I've heard of people like avoiding malls because they're like, I can't go around Victoria's Secret or whatever because it's too much or I can't like do this. You know what you do? You do you and you do what you got to do to make yourself not put yourself in that situation. If an an alcoholic has to take another route home to avoid a bar, then you can like. You can take a different route through life with. Like through social media or whatever to make it. Like, you can add all the filters you want. Yeah. But it's still going to sneak through. Yeah. So put the put those, per, what is it, parameters that yeah. you need to put on. Like, don't be acting like you're bigger than just because you've been clean for six months. Just because you've been clean for nine months. Like, yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah. Don't go beyond them. Yeah. Just like in dating, if you're, like, like I said this to a couple, they were like, they were real handsy in front of all of us. Like there was a big group of us and this couple was real handsy while they were dating, like all over each other, making out in front of everybody, didn't care. And I said, you know, what you're doing in public tells us what you're doing in private. So like what you're willing to show people in public will show up worse in private. So like if you're constantly got a wandering eye, whether at church or in public or whatever, like it will show up in your life worse in private because you're, you're more willing to do it in privacy rather than in public. I don't agree with that. I mean, you don't have to agree with it, but it's facts. No, I'm just saying like, uh, maybe they're getting all hands because they know they can't go any further. But they did, go fur- they did go further. That's the thing. Oh, <laughs> never mind. So, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're, if you're making, if you're comfortable enough to make out with someone in public, what are you comfortable enough doing with them when no one's around? You're probably taking your clothes off. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at us. We hardly ever kissed in public. And what were we doing in private? That's true. So boom. That's cause I'm not touchy though. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But anyways, so I would say know your limits and don't go beyond them because what you're willing to do in public will show up worse in private. Like what you're and Oh, this naked girl in this movie doesn't really affect me. But then what do you go do at home? You start Googling that person. You either Google that person or you Google something worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, you know, 
And you can translate to any that to anything. Like if you're like a violent person, don't watch violent movies. Like don't don't open yourself up to those things because it's only going to get worse. Like the the more openings you give the devil, the more he's going to take. Yeah. You give an inch, he takes a mile. That's like exactly what happens. And I would say pray all the time about it too. Yeah. Have your spouse praying for you. Have your friends praying for you. I think that like when um, we confess, when I confessed it at Quest, it made everything so like the shame and the guilt so much smaller because like other people knew what I was going through and they, they were able to understand it and say, hey, me too. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, it allowed me to feel like I wasn't in, I wasn't alone. Like I was in it together with other people. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for listening to this episode. That is going to be like an hour <laughs> and 25 minutes. Yeah. No, thank you for listening. And the other episode is going to be about me because yeah. I have watched porn too. And so, yeah. And I want to keep it real too. And so you got a high bar. I do not have a high bar. Ouch. (laughs) No, I meant like, I don't even know what that means. You got, you got to last an hour and a half like I did. Oh, okay. No, I don't care about timing. (laughs) Um, but like, uh, what was going to say? Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to have to break this up in two episodes. So I apologize for that. I thought this was going to be like, yeah, we thought this was going to be like, bing, bang, boom. Thirty so, minutes a piece. Like, yeah. Honestly, that's what I thought too. Yeah, but it's all good information, and I hope, I really, really hope that this helps somebody. Yeah. And please I, reach out. Yes, please reach out to Bert. Please, if you're a man, please don't reach out to me. But if you're a man, reach out to Bert. Yeah. And like seriously, or, or at, at the minimum, reach out to the podcast. Like, and Jasmine can send it to me. Yeah. Like, if, like if, like if, because. Who knows how often I'm going to check anything at this Yeah, point. that's like, true. Like, just reach out to the podcast and... and Say, hey, I need to talk. I need to, to talk him. to Bert. Or mm-hmm. when we'll make it happen because we are... This podcast isn't for us to become famous or anything like that. Yeah. This podcast is to help people. Yeah. And, like, if you need help, we want to help you. Yeah. Like, that is why we're here. We're not here... For numbers we're not here yeah. to be insta famous or whatever yeah. it is nowadays or whatever we're here because we want to help people yeah. and i know it's scary and but you know what be a little bit thumb happy and <laughs> message us you know <laughs> the truth will set you free yeah truly yeah and he'll meet up with you we'll we'll make it happen where yeah. you can meet up with bert and yeah, yeah we'll figure it out one yeah. way or another like, yeah like we people matter more than yeah than this yeah so yeah so thank you for listening you will hear my story Jasmine's story time. will be next week so thank you for listening to not so sugar coated with Bert and Jasmine have a great day and we'll see you next week. <laughs>